What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Oi, Greg. Look at me, look at me straight on. Okay. Earlier today on Connor Glad, I commented on your hair. Your I fluffed hair. it up a little bit. So what so you put some mousse in it and like went whoop whoop, like teased it up or what no, is that? No, just sometimes uh the, like I use a pomade. It's like a medium grade pomade. Sure. I'll uh I'll run it through my hair. And sometimes when I put a little too much in, I gotta wait for it to dry a bit. Sure. And then, then you fluff. throughout the day I'll go through and fluff it up like this. I'll fluff it up like, like this. Just fluff Oh god. You're getting some, oh, it, okay, Damn. well that's too much. That's too much. Now the waves too are high. Too you, got, you gotta get a little just a little I like it. Yeah, a little ball. You're doing a lot of little vol. Little vol. Little vol. Over here, the Pride of Long Island Commodore. It's good to be here with you today. Good to be here with you today. How are you? I don't think you said my last name right, but it's I fine. rolled it all together in a fast Comora. way. Comorar. Doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Who cares? We're all going to die eventually. We are. And over there, there's Peter <laughs> one, Tim Gettys. Let's him host. How's everybody doing? I'm pretty excited. I'm good. Why are you excited? We're recording this. Is We're in a time machine for this. We are in a time so machine. E3 we're recording is this imminent. before E3. But yeah. yesterday. I finished my E3 wardrobe update. Oh, so I'm pretty excited about this. I got some new shirts from Nordstrom. Gonna debut a whole bunch of new shit. I did not. I got mm. something from Vans. Yeah, got another. Oh, you get those Nintendo Vans. shoes. I got one no Nintendo shirt. Okay, it's obnoxious all over print. Sure, purple and blue. Donkey Kong's involved. Yeah, it's exciting. What I'm super excited about is that if you remember for Christmas, I got an adult sweatshirt, an adult hoodie. It was it was gray, Heather gray. You've mm-hmm. seen me wear it a lot. I love it. And then, but immediately this tour right here, but I stitched mm-hmm. it back up myself and everything was great. And it's yeah. the one hoodie I have that doesn't have like a logo on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't have a kind of funny logo hoodie. I don't know why that doesn't exist yet. But I, you know, I don't have the Twitch one. I don't have an oversized Mizzou one. And I love that one. It pulled together outfits nicely. I wore it to the South by Southwest Gaming Awards, right? Mm-hmm. I feel if I want to go out and I want to look good, but not too good, I put on a collared shirt. I put on a tie and I put the hoodie over it with my jeans and my cons. And I look like there you go. I can go anywhere. The I can take it off. Special. I can take it off and I could interview you for an award winning newspaper or I can leave it on and just fucking be a fat guy. And that's what I do. You're good at that. You're but good at all these things. I got so excited because it came back from the laundry the other day and I put it on. And I was like, yeah. And then I went out with our friend Caleb and then I ran into Marty and Goldfarb and I got completely fucking shit canned. Just mm. wasted, wasted, wasted drunk. And so then on the way home, I'm like I'm too drunk. I need to eat some pizza. I need to sober up. Went to the pizza place mm-hmm. and got a slice. I was like, you know what else I'm feeling? I'm feeling. Give me some of the ranch dressing. Damn, Big, you were really feeling oh, it. Oh, I was fucking yeah, two pieces of cheese and that ranch dressing. dressing. And sure enough, I got home man. and it was just all over me. Mm. Just like, it was like mm. the sweatshirt's first day out of the out, out, out. You know what I mean? It was like it just got released. It was worth it, though. I'm it sure. It was. But then it's fucked me up this week where I'm like, you I got to keep putting on hoodies that have things. So what I did is I, I woke up I, a Saturday, cleaned the room, cleaned the house, did a bunch of stuff. I was like, I'm going to do some adult stuff today. Uh-huh. Sat down, picked, went in the laundry, picked it out. Found the tag, and I just ordered like the fucking rainbow. Good. I got dark blue, light blue. Perfect. Another Heather See, that's gray, how you do a black. Now I'm just fucking, I am flush with adult sweatshirts that I can wear Smart. to set off That's my what I did last year for E3. I went to, to Macy's, yeah. their American rag line. Big fan. Yeah. And I just bought all of their long sleeve shirts so that I roll them up. You, right. you, you're familiar. My, my light blue one, right. my dark blue one, my medium blue one, mm-hmm. my slightly darker than the other one blue one, yeah. my lighter than the first light blue right. one. I have one salmon one to throw things off. Yeah, I like that. Now I, like I just that. redid that, toes, but yeah. now the short sleeve. The right. theme for this year, mm-hmm. short sleeve. Okay. Yeah. We're going to summer look for yeah. the C3. It's going to be fun. We'll see how it goes. I did another thing where I went, I, I like Nordstrom Calibrate shirts. Mm. Couldn't get those on Amazon, so I had to go to Nordstrom's, bought a whole bunch of different ones. They arrived. I tried on one last night. I'm hoping just because I was drunk, but it felt like it was tight. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is tight. I'm ordering the exact same measurements as the other one. Yeah. So I got to try out a whole bunch of Nordstrom. Sizing's hard, man. You you can never trust sizing, even within brands. I just hate that shit. Though. Never trust That's anybody. That's why I don't buy it. Never trust anybody. Is that interest you, Colin? Never trust anybody? Yeah, I don't trust anyone. If you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy That's Show. Right. 
each and every week four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where we put up the show early and you get all sorts of exclusive perks, items, and goodies. If you have no money to give us to get those perks, items, and goodies, no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny where we post the podcast topic by topic day by day until the entire thing goes live is one big video and MP3. Jesus fucking what Christ. What the hell just happened? Colin's getting a million texts at oh, once. He came brother, out of the black brother, hole. My brother. We know him. Let's get the brat, brat. you do, but you really don't. This is the diary of Dagan Moriarty. Does anybody else miss diary on MTV? That's another topic for another day. Colin, lead mm. us off. Um, so I wanted to finally tackle this subject that rages on the internet to this very day, and it's about okay. how you pronounce GIF. Mm-hmm. G-I-F. The, the, so the GIF or GIF? GIF or GIF. The peanut butter, right? Now, the answer is GIF. We're talking about the but peanut butter, I, the, smoothie, want, the smooth peanut butter. No, we're talking about the, the file, the format. Oh, okay. G-I-F, GIF. So G-I-F is, you know, I grew up saying GIF as well. GIFs are old. They're almost as old as, as I am, actually, but... um. It wasn't until I found out that actually the creator and everyone that used it in the very beginning all called it GIF that and the creators come on and said it, it is pronounced GIF. I made it that that pretty much solves that issue. Mm-hmm. Yet I wanted to go into the uh, into what it is and how it's pronounced. And then there's an article I want to read you about why they think that the guy who made it is wrong. So do you guys know anything about where GIFs or GIFs come from? Right? Yeah. The history. Atari. No. After that. Cisco Systems. CompuServe created Okay. It. And here's what the Wikipedia says. It says the graphics interchange format, better known by its acronym GIF, is a bitmap image format that was introduced by CompuServe in 1987 and has since come into widespread usage on the World Wide Web due to its wide support and portability. Um, so the history of it is, is that CompuServe introduced the, the GIF, we'll just call it the GIF format, okay. in 1987 to provide a color image format for their file downloading areas, replacing their earlier run length encoding format, which was black and white only. GIF became popular because it used LZW data compression, which is more efficient than the run length encoding that formats such as PCX and Mac Paint used, and fairly large images could therefore be downloaded in a reasonably short time, even with very slow modems. So what's interesting about this is that really nothing has changed about like, like I think the, it says here on Wikipedia that the last, like the last update, the latest release of it is 89A released in 1989, that the format like hasn't actually changed fundamentally at all. We since nailed then. it. Since before the World Wide Web, it was invented. The World Wide Web didn't come out until the early 90s. Mm. So they go into this thing. It says, um, as a noun, the word GIF is found in the newer editions of many dictionaries. Um, and it's and, and basically can be used as a verb and all these kinds of things. Pronunciation. Here's what Thank it says. You. Okay. The creators of the format pronounce GIF as GIF with a short G as in gin. Steve Wilhite says that the intended pronunciation deliberately echoes the American peanut butter brand GIF and copies of employees would often say choosy developers choose GIF spoofing this brand's television commercials and an alternative pronunciation with a hard G is in widespread usage. The American Heritage Dictionary cites both acknowledging GIF as the primary pronunciation while Cambridge Dictionary of American English offers only the hard G pronunciation. Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary and the OED cite both pronunciations but place GIF in the default position. The new Oxford American Dictionary gave only GIF in its second edition, but updated it to GIF and GIF in its third edition. The disagreement over the pronunciation led to heated internet debate. On the occasion of receiving a Lifetime Webby, a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 2013 Webby Award Ceremony, Wilhite rejected the alternative pronunciation, and his speech led to 17,000 posts on Twitter and 50 news articles. The White House and TV program Jeopardy! also waded into the debate in 2013. So the the, the, the st- it's basically finished. I mean, the, the the man and all the people that used it in the beginning all pronounced it GIF intentionally, like the peanut butter. But the dictionary accepts two. Some dictionaries accept two. What, Some what's this guy's name? Steve first. Wilhite. Steve Wilhite? Yeah. Steve Wilhite. Listen to me. 
I'm do not take this lightly. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you and everything you stand for. <laughs> I have not said this to any other person Tell in the entire world, mm-hmm. but I will fight you. I will fucking fight you fight over this girl. shit. You're fine. You're, this you're is, in no danger. This is bullshit. It is gif. What is this gif shit? You can fuck right out of here because here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I will do literally anything for fame. Correct? Yeah, Correct. We can all confirm that. Correct. That's all the fuck you're doing here. You're, 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 you're smart. I'll give you that. I'll give you that Steve Woolbright or whatever the hell your name is. Woolworth. Woolworth. Right. So Will Height. Will Height. But no, fuck this. That, that's some bullshit because all you did, you're like, you know what? If I tell them some bullshit, I'm going to get a lot of retweets. I know you did. I hope you feel really goddamn good about that. But you're wrong. It's GIF. So fuck you and everything you stand for. That's all I have So there's a follow-up here that more is in line with what Tim's saying. Casey. <laughs> article. <laughs> fuck that guy. Casey Chan at Gizmodo in 2013 wrote, the creator of GIF says it's pronounced GIF. He is wrong. Says, along with whether or not Al Gore invented the internet, figuring out the correct pronunciation of GIF is one of the earliest questions on the internet. I grew up in believing it was a hard G. Most people I know pronounce it like that, too. Even the White House agreed on pronouncing GIF like GIFT. But we have to reevaluate the whole argument again because the inventor of GIF, Papa GIF Steve Wilhite, says it's pronounced GIF. What the hell? Steve Wilhite, who was accepting a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Webby Awards, told the New York Times how annoyed he was at the debate over the pronunciation. Quote, the Oxford English Dictionary accepts both pronunciations. They are wrong. It is a soft G pronounced GIF. End of story. End quote. You hear that? They are wrong. He's saying we the people of America are wrong. It is a soft G pronounced GIF. Sir, why did you not name it GIF like the peanut butter then? End of story. I have long thought the story was over too, but I'm guessing we're reading different books. But he is Papa GIF. And parents have a certain amount of right over the things they bring into this world. If you name your kid Dwayne instead of Dwayne like Dwayne Wade, go ahead. And also, Will Height isn't exactly wrong in his thinking. The hard G pronunciation of the letter G usually comes when an A, O, or U follows it. Think gas, good, or guy. We pronounce G's as the soft G when I, when I, E, or Y follow. Think giraffe, German, or analogy. There are exceptions, of course, but in general practice, Will Height has his point. GIF is followed by an I. The problem with Will Height's thinking is how we see acronyms. Are they their own words or they stand for something? Is BBC a word? ba 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 or is it BBC? If you combine the letters into a word, how does JPEG for JPEG make sense as opposed to JPEG? If GIF stands for graphics interchange format, does the graphics portion of the, of the phrase point towards a hard G in the acronym? It gets confusing, I know. But the clearest difference for me is that there are different things pronounced GIF and not spelled GIF already. The peanut butter comes to mind, Jiffy Lube, back in, back in a Jiffy. If you want to pronounce GIF like GIF, spell it GIF. If you spell it with a G and use it as an acronym for the words graphics, if there are words like gift girl, give gizmodo and many more GI words being pronounced with a hard G. And if the president of the United States of America decrees that gif is gif and not gif, Thanks well, so then well. you are wrong. Even if you are the father. One good thing it is. Yeah. You know what? I take back a little bit of the fuck you. Like it's a lowercase fuck you, not a capital fuck you, because I like how much he's fighting this. Like I, I like how much he's standing with it. But still, the fuck you stands because I named it Gamescast. If all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? When I first thought of it, it was actually Gumscast. Or, or Gumscast, right? No, no, no. I can't just fucking say that shit. It's like, well, when we originally made it, I thought that in my head. No, fuck you. Fuck you. We originally were going to call it Gamecast, and I said we should call it Gamescast. Wasn't that the, wasn't that the, uh, there was some sort of weird thing with it. You remember? Nope. You don't remember this. It all begins no. again in right December, here. This is it. <laughs> no, no. In December, uh, we there was some sort of pronunciation issue with it. Does anyone, no one, well, you weren't here, I guess, yeah, Kevin. No one remembers this? Nope. I know what we were, talking about. We, we were having some sort of pronunciation issue with it, and I was like, we should pluralize games. What the fuck was it for, though? There was a reason. We should go back in the email. We'll I mean, find that, it. What, I mean, it would be. It'd be it was either Gamecast or Gamescast. Oh, but... I, th- I remember there was, do we intercap? Do we put it together? Are they separate words? No, it was, it was, no, it was Gamecast. Well, these conversations happened as well. 
You can't just blink them out of existence. No, no, I know, but that's not what I'm talking about. I know. Oh, no, I know you're talking about something oh, specific. What the fuck was it? That doesn't matter. Anyways, I, it's GIF. Next topic. Thank you. I mean, now, now we're going to talk more about it. Well, I mean, it, the, the issue... I'm, I stay with Tim. I stay with the other people. I, I mean, it's also... It's just like, you know, it's not... I don't think... Grant, if it, when he started it in his GIF, then that there should have been a conversation that let it go. Popular opinion is run away and it's GIF. And like dictionaries are... Some dictionaries are accepting both and putting one primary. Some are not putting one mm-hmm. primary. Da, 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 da. The fact of the matter is, though, that it's just like we were talking about this earlier with it's not my forte when it's really fort, fort right? Yeah, that's how you're supposed to say it. It's like there's a lot of words we're supposed to say a certain way and it's, we don't. Tomato, tomato, kind of that crap. But I mean... But I'm not going to say, but now that I know that Forte, I mean, this is the thing. Now that I know that it's not Forte anymore, I'm never going to say it again. Now, this is like when people tried to tell us on GameScoop a long time ago that niche was niche. It's GomScoop. <laughs> Sorry, GomScoop. When they told us Gom-scoop. that, and like we got all hung up on it, and then the dictionary, it was like there's a million pronunciations. I mean, I say too. niche. You're going to say whatever you want to say because you're your person. Right, whatever but, makes but sense that's, to you. that's also different because that is like a, an, Anglo, an Anglicization. I don't know how to say it. Like Anglicizing it. Sure, that, that's how you say it. To niche. Niche, but Anglicanization, Anglicanization, I think would be the proper mm-hmm. pronunciation of a French word that happens all the time. So I don't buy those arguments at all because like they're everyone's like it's niche. That's how the French say. It. And I'm like, do you want me to pick out these seven million words that we speak that are Latin that are not pronounced? Right. Do you really want to go down this road? We are a heavily Germanic Latinized uh, language mm-hmm. that has evolved over three thousand years. Do you really want to get into that because of the word niche, niche. which is not even a fucking English word, by the way. You know, so I don't necessarily deal with like all of that because I'm like, it's nonsense. Like we have we have totally Americanized and, and Anglicanized a lot of different words. We're modernizing but, this dorks word that he came up with. But this is the thing. Everyone's like, why don't you call it? Why don't you call it? Steve Steve Wentworth. Whatever his name but, is. <laughs> but with, to me, the, the argument is weird because everyone's like, why didn't you just call it Jif? And I'm like, they did call it Jif. It is an acronym. You can't just make J be graphics all of a sudden. It's G for graphics. Right. So like I don't I don't like so it is an acronym. It's one of those things where I'm like I knew it was GIF for like I I called the GIF forever until like a few years ago. Yeah. But when I found out that the guy I think it was probably around this time actually when he did this thing I'm like it's GIF. Well, I feel like an idiot because the man who made it. Yeah. And everyone at CompuServe when they invented it and they invented it called it GIF. And I'm like okay that is relevant information to me. Sure, but, but I, I mean the whole problem is that it's just like the 12, 20, 30, 100, 200 people in CompuServe at the time it was a different internet where you couldn't get out and have a podcast talking about how to pronounce this word da da da. So it's a word that gets out and people read and figure out on their own and start saying their own and I think that popular opinion ran away with it to the point of yeah, like I remember I remember when this came around and you're like, "Oh, they actually he always intended it to be pronounced jif." Cool. It's not, and I think it's definitely one of those things everybody's not that stupid. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's the hipsters like Colin. They want to make a big deal. What is, what's that? When somebody says GIF, no, you mean GIF. Like, I never, I've, I've never, pr- I've never nah, corrected anyone no, saying saying it wrong no, or, or no. differently. I never have. I mean, can you find an example? Tom Hawkins. Tom Hawkins. Get Tom up. Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tom Hawkins. Sorry, I'm but, that was good. But I think it's relevant because it, it goes back to like, is it as serious as naming a child or naming something else? And I guess not. But like, if like to, to Tim's point, if someone was like, uh, you know. Um, I'm now going to call this, you know, this person that was named this. I'm just going to call them this pronunciation instead. And it's like, but, but my parents named me this, right? You know, like just because you think it should be that doesn't mean it is. But it's not. And just because everyone thing. calls it that doesn't mean it's true. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of my whole approach to it as well. It goes back to the Mario versus Mario thing for me. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a heavily Italian area. No one said Mario. I knew people named Mario. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like. It wasn't, I, 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 it wasn't even, but like suddenly everyone's like, it's Mar- what you saying Mario. I'm like, first of all, I'm Italian. I come from like the most Italian place outside of Italy in the entire fucking world. Mm. I know people with that name, but no, you're right. It's Mario. 
And then eventually people yeah, beat right. me down so much that I'm like, fine, I'm just going to drop it because you're fucking wrong. But I guess that's the way you want it to be because a fucking fake Nintendo character from Japan calls himself Mario. We speak so everyone, so everyone, uh, and I'm like, so it's just, there's just a bunch of nonsense out there. But like, really, like with this particular instance, it's actually pretty cut and dry for me mm-hmm. because it's not like, it's, it's not even like one of these, like we're dust. It's like an old archaeological thing. We're dusting off the Rosetta Stone. We're like, how do we pronounce this mysterious uh, this mysterious Egyptian hieroglyph. It's like Sanskrit. You know? We don't really yeah, know it's like how it's San- supposed yeah. to sound. It's like the man is alive. <laughs> well, he invented it in the 80s that's and he's telling thing, you it's pronounced this way. Where, where where has he been all these years though? That's my question. Probably to you, just developing much shit. shit. Like, good been, for you. You made one like, cool de- thing. Like sitting in a room debating as to whether or not he was going to quash this for all time <laughs> or was he just like you know I mean like, he could have come out in like mid 90s and be like no it's Jeff. No one gave a fuck about those back then. People are cool now. He's, he's coming up. He's like, oh, shit, this is my time to trust shine. me. If there's one thing I cared about, it was how quickly you could download a photo in the late 90s. A photo, not a goddamn GIF. He doesn't GIF. even know what a GIF is. GIF is a file format. doesn't matter. Um, it does work. Shut for up, Kevin. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look up what he did because he has his own Wikipedia page. I'm sure he's done prolific things. I'm just my point s- is, if he wanted to, to, to put the final pin in this argument, he should have done it at the beginning of it because now... The trains left the station. I mean, that's the thing is I just we're talking about it being nonsense and, you know, uh, niche or niche or whatever. I think this is the exact same argument where it's like, okay, cool. This stupid fucking thing we all use on the Internet in a goofy way, just like JPEG whatever. Well, it is JPEG. There's I don't think there's any other way. Sure. But I'm just saying it's like we're going to get go to the mat about JPEG. How did you pronounce it? JPEG. (laughs) JPEG. JPEG. I'm calling it the JPEG from now on. Um, Oh, Kevin's got something to say, apparently. So when the news came out that uh, it was supposed to be pronounced Jeff, I switched over. But honestly, what Tim did today was so brave that you're I'm switching, switching back. back. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. It was brave. The man it uh, took a while. For I found out in his biography he uh, suffered from a stroke and had to retire because of that. But you know, no big. So you know, you just told a man who you know had a, a terrible disability to go fuck himself. Fuck because, him because he invented something that we don't. all laugh at. I love him. Hey, I we love, all have a good I laugh at a GIF every day. I love no good deal. Colin, no good deal. It's a GIF keyboard. He gave us a GIF. Giffy.com. And you guys fucked up. Would you say? Would you say that the man? Colin, would you say that the man is very gifted? Yeah, he's a gifted. Man, a gifted, gifted gentleman, gifted gentleman. Okay, we turned that up after we found out this guy is disabled. That, that, that's he's not disabled. He had a stroke. He's fine now. He doesn't okay. want us pulling punches. I just he want wants to, to be treated too. like a normal member of society. Okay. At this point, he's lucky you. if he gets anything. He doesn't deserve it, a single thing. He gave us so much. He gave us the the gift of laughter, and like I feel like I feel like to me that's so very important. I never really thought of. Uh, I'm just reading about it. Like I didn't realize the pro- the 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 file protocol is so old. Like yeah, from the late '80s, it's pretty impressive. Like nothing's changed. You can kind of see because everything's really artifacted and fucking grainy and shit when you use it. When you use it, you can tell it's never been. No one's ever done a goddamn thing to it. And all the patents are apparently up on it too. Let's buy it. Let's do it. Let's patent it. Should we trademark it and patent it? Oh my god! Then we could change we'll the name. GIF. I like this. I like where this is going. Patreon.com/slash. Kind of funny. GIF. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get on it. GIF. So my my spell with an H to make it sound like that. No, it's G, G, G. How do you spell? How would you spell GIF then with a G? Two Fs. How would you go into that? G I F G H Y F. GIF. That's how we'll spell it. Jif. Yeah, Jif. The stands for graphical heat yield hyper frame. 
That's all right. I just want to say this. The conclusion is thus that I don't think it's a losing battle for him because eventually this is going to be buried and it's going to be like an yeah. interesting little piece of knowledge that people mm-hmm. have. People that know what's actually happening and going on in their lives. But for everyone else, they can live in ignorance and call a gif if they want. I just want to really you know, pay homage to uh, I mean, to homage. homage. I'm sorry. I want to pay les homages <laughs> to uh, to uh, you know him for creating this file format that has brought us much laughter in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, when and you really think point. about it, we take it for granted. This man, all he's asking, he's like, look at all the laughter. I've given you all hours and days worth of laughter from my file format that's pronounced this way. Mm-hmm. Can you at least respect that about me? No. Apparently, mm-hmm. the answer is no. Somebody no, else no. would have done it. I don't care. It's gif. I'm sorry about the stroke. Yeah. No. Tim. I'm standing on that hill. Hmm? Tim, what's your topic? Are you My standing topic, on it, but you're not going to die on the hill? I'm not going to die on oh, it. Oh, okay. You're just standing on it. I will fight him on that hill. stupid thing to die on. I will fight him on that hill. So my topic is brought to you by one Snowbike Mike, a.k.a. my favorite person to talk to in life. Wow. This is one of our one of our best friends out there over on Patreon. We get to talk to him every once in a while doing our Q&As. Yeah. And he just, speaking of bringing laughter, that motherfucker yeah. brings I enjoy him. hits. I enjoy him. Still He's like funny as all shit. Yeah. So last time we talked, we had a discussion about ticket scalping and how the hell it works. Mm. So I did a little research into it. Did you? It. Just a little bit. Okay. By a little bit. I mean, <laughs> Google it five minutes ago. But I do have some articles that I'd like to refer to at some okay. point in this topic. But I just want to present it to the table. How the hell is this a thing? It is fascinating. We all, we've been to concerts. We've been, some of us have been to sports shows. Um, Sport, I love going to a sports show. <laughs> There's always Seeing these motherfuckers. My favorite athletes. These dudes. Dingers. The dingers in the, yeah. So there's always people out there and they're always selling tickets. They're always trying to buy tickets. What's going right. on with this? How do they get all these goddamn tickets? They buy them. Costco. No, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating thing. I've, I've thought about it before, but I never thought about it too deeply, actually, until we talked to him on, on Skype. And it is when I think about it, I've been to many, 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 many sports games in my shows. life. Sports shows. Events. Sports shows. And uh, I've been to many, many, many concerts, right? So you see these things, and I've scalped before. Like I've totally bought scalp tickets and I've sold tickets. Me too. So like so to me, like the only time I ever sold tickets was in when I was in Boston. I've told the story, I think, when I would go to Yankee Yan- Yan- when the Yankees would come to town, obviously it was a big deal. And uh, I don't know if they still do it, but Fenway would release two hundred standing room only tickets every day, night before the next game. And you'd, it would be like actually be like in the morning, like six in the morning. So I used to sleep out there sometimes. I think Ramon used to come sometimes. And, and they, they would tell you a maximum of two tickets for $20 each. And all I would do was I'd buy two. I'd go with one of them and I'd sell the other one for $40 just to make my money back on both tickets. And, then, and that was it because standing room tickets suck. But uh, and, and, you know, and I've purchased obviously, you know, uh, tickets from people as well. But to me, it's like it's just it is fascinating getting a glimpse into the ecosystem. Oops, sorry. When we were at uh, IGN, we worked right. We worked a block and away, a block mm-hmm. and a half away from AT&T Park where the Giants mm-hmm. play. And it would be a madness down there. People down there with the signs around their necks. And there would be guys need tickets, buying tickets, selling tickets, selling tickets, parking passes, everything you could possibly imagine. Well-dressed individuals clearly making money, making deals on their phones with, uh, with an amazing amount of like entrepreneurship, I guess. But there is like, I do not understand the buying and selling nature and how you make money because it seems like when I'm walking by in the fourth inning, they're still selling these tickets. So ho- they're obviously holding on to excess inventory. Right. My only theory could possibly be that they're buying these things second, third, and fourth hand from major corporations that have 40 or 50 seats per game and they never use them. Like you have to imagine Facebook probably has or a Google or Twitter probably has not only their box for their executives, they probably have like 50 tickets per game. Sure. 
And they're just like, well, no one, you know, we don't even, we forget to even they even have it. They probably have to give them away, though. Do you think Facebook's really selling those tickets? No, they're giving them away. No, what I'm saying is that someone is probably taking, like, there's probably something where someone's like, I'll take 20 of them. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, fuck that. And then they sell them right. to someone who then sells them. Yep. Is that right? So from the limited research I did, what it sounds like is you're right. It is Facebook and it's these big companies that get a shit ton of them. Then there's the, the smart entrepreneurial motherfucker who runs this shady ass business where he hires all the people that he sends out to do it and their thing is they know that even like those the people out there that's the last line of defense before that there's the stub hubs and all the the websites and shit where that's where they're really making money because they're marking those motherfuckers up three four times the price of the tickets so they're making a ton of money there the people we see on the streets that's the end that's the last the last ditch effort to try to make some money back so they're paying these guys minimum wage to be out there sometimes not even minimum wage they'll just give them tickets to be able to go to the concert or the sports show or whatever the hell they're, they're doing and they get to stand there and do all that stuff and that's just to try and make a little bit of money back but their thing is these guys their business is multi-million a year so what they're doing is they invest so much that if they lose millions of dollars a year it's fine because they're making millions of dollars a year like more so that's the whole game there is they're so totally they buy like they'll buy in bulk or they'll get in bulk 50 tickets knowing that they can sell them for two to three times as much and take a loss on how many they sell yeah, but end up netting positive in the end. So if they get their 50 because of how cheap they get the 50 in the beginning. Right. If they only sell 10 of them 10, right. for the outrageous prices, they've already at least made more than they spent. Right. So then all the rest of the money, that's why like the tickets get pretty cheap towards the end. That's all just recouping extra. So that's gravy for them. So what you're saying is the guys on the street aren't mm-hmm. the guys that are going to Facebook specifically and getting them. This no. is an outside organization that's actually interfacing with Facebook. Yep. And then those guys in the streets are just kind of. The, the just the, the worker bees. Yep, the, the worker bees. They're, they're out there. The queen's sitting at home. Where do the pre-sale people enter into the picture? Because we, you know, Mike Mitchell had 49ers season tickets, so we always got first crack at anything that's coming to Levi's. And so I imagine not him, but like other people. If I had that, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, Taylor Swift's coming, and I don't care about Taylor Swift. This is alternate universe, Greg. I for some reason care about the 49ers, and I don't care about Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I have season tickets. They offer that. I didn't buy those tickets, right? And then try to flip them myself. Is yeah. It, I assume there's a network underneath the campaign. So that's the thing. That's a totally different. There's a lot going on here. So from, from reading this, what it sounds like is when these, these concerts or the, the sporting events, they, the number that they say of attendance is tickets sold. So it's not actually people there. So they don't give a fuck really like the, the question of how is this legal? There, it does get to a point of city by city. Like each ordinance has different rules on how you can scalping, re- yeah, yeah. scalping resell, and uh, is it illegal? Is it not illegal? This is a big thing, and and just a side note to get back to it. A big thing at Mizzou when we we'd go camp out for Illini tickets at the bragging rights game at the Edward or down in uh, St. Louis. Um, you couldn't resell the tickets above face value. So what people would do is go on eBay and put the two tickets in there along with a pen. Mm. And you're buying the pen, but we're including these yeah. tickets. And See, then that, that's the workaround. So from what it sounds like, in the majority of places Genius. in America, and there's definitely exceptions, but in the majority of places, you're allowed to resell tickets. You're not allowed to Make a sell profit. fake tickets. Oh, okay. And that, like that's a, the obvious thing. Yeah. But you, you cannot uh, lead people to believe that these are tickets that will work. Even if you're using any weird pen bullshit, where it's like, oh, you're buying the pen and this this ticket to this thing that needs to be a legit ticket. Oh right? yeah, yeah okay. and but the the weird thing there is if there if it, that happens outside the event, if they sell that, the cop needs to see it happen, or else they have nothing to go off. Gotcha, can't get they, you. Yeah, so then because I was reading stories about people that got in trouble where they sold fake tickets. There was a cop. They had to grab the cop. And then they had to find the guy that sold them the fake ticket. Mm. 
and that wasn't enough. They had to then show like follow them and wait till they did it to somebody else to catch them. I'm like, all right. So how did this Shit come up with deep. Snow Bike Mike? I don't remember. Okay, but. It did. I mean, does, no, it sounds it came, like oh, it, came up, it came up literally being like, what is the deal with this? How yeah. does this work? And I'm like, that's <laughs> a great <laughs> fucking question. Because, you know, I've yeah. often thought in situations where I like, I, you know, I, I go to some high profile sports games or more likely go to high profile concerts or whatever. And I've often thought, I remember when I saw Faith No More when they had first come back, um, substantial rock band hadn't played in a long time. And I, and, and, and I, and I, uh, saw them at the Fillmore, I think. And, and I could, I bought two tickets, but I could have bought like a maximum of eight. And it crossed my mind where I'm like, I could probably make a thousand dollars profit by buying all these tickets right now. Easy. But then like my whole thing is like, I'm not really hurting for money at all. Like none of us are. And I'm like, I don't want to do that to a faith no more fan. I'd rather at least make someone else do that to them than, than rather than me. I don't want to do that or make it so that six other people that really want to see faith no more can go. It's not even the work thing. It's like, I just think it's not right. You know, like at some point, like I don't mind. I, it, a part of it is like, it's capitalism and that's fine. And that's fantastic. Um, if you want to do that, but I just don't want to get involved in that because I'd be really fucking upset if I wanted to see Faith No More and the only way I can get a, a ticket is some asshole selling it for four times what he paid for it when I just want to go see this music, whatever, and the band's not seeing any more money, you're seeing it. So it's like, mm-hmm. so I, I can kind of sympathize with that and I don't really want to get involved in that kind of stuff. You hear that a lot with PAX East and PAX Prime Passes. They're calling it PAX West now. Did you know that? I've By seen references to that. I didn't know that was official. Yeah, they're calling it PAX West. It's As a little weird. Prime. Yeah. Um, saw the logo for the first time. It, I mean, it does put down the other shows. But uh, yes, yeah, so, well, PAX Prime is probably the better show. Oh, I agree. Well, PAX East is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah PAX East is nice. But so anyway, like uh, the one thing I like. South, though. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I like to do is when I go to I go, when I go to Jets games is I play is I play what you know the Pornhub game of chicken. Um, Pornhub's Pornhub's ticket prices scale wildly from week to week in the NFL. If you pay attention, <laughs> what? What's so funny about that? Oh, Pornhub. Subhub, I said Pornhub. <laughs> I was like, I, I was, was like, like, wait I a minute. Oh, I thought we were Stop on the up, same sorry. Here's thing. Why, here's why I got scared. I was like, holy oh, shit! Why did anyone tell me? Have I been buy, buying a well, ticket you, to Pornhub you all said this it time? Like, you said it the first time quick, then the next time oh. confident, and the third time we laughed, and then you're like, what? And then I was like, wait, am I missing? Yeah. Is he going somewhere? Well, that'll be a good video you could put on the for- the new forums post that you should check out about good videos. Stop up the yeah. stop up game of chicken. Uh, week to week, wildly the prices uh, fluctuate depending on how teams are doing in the matchup. So, like, you can have these really terrible, like Jets Browns matchups in like week seventeen, where both teams have four wins, and you can get you can like basically they pay you to go, or you can like wait. So, like, we play this game often with my friends back home, and we played it last time, and we lost terribly. Where you can like really wait and see and like hope for, against hope that the guys at the Jets are going to play week seven when you go to the game, game they tank and then no one wants to go to that game or it could be like a really competitive game like they're predictable ones everyone always wants to see the Patriots play the Jets and stuff like that so you could get those tickets as early and as cheap as possible for me uh, I'm more fascinated by that market because that market is totally driven by uh, market economics as opposed to like um, as opposed to like the last minute people that go to these games and want a ticket or like the desperation that people will pay like to pay like five, six, ten times more than ticket face value. So I, I encourage people to go to Pornhub to watch porn, but to go to StubHub to see that to see the to see the uh, the wild scaling and ticket prices for NFL games specifically. It's fascinating to watch. And if you play the game properly and you wait long enough and you're willing to not go to the game at all or pay an exorbitant amount of price, you can get these tickets super cheap if you fucking just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait till the fucking very last minute. And one of my friends got really up. One of my friends got really upset with me um, when I went, went and saw the Jets and the Colts play a few years ago because I didn't wait long enough. And the Jets were like 2-0 and or 3-0 and and I bought the tickets and then they lost like three games in a row or something like that. And the ticket prices fell like 50 or 60 percent. We paid way more than we should have for the tickets. But that's kind of the way it goes when you... It's a game. When you, it is because the only way you can really avoid it is to pay... Uh, face value for the tickets when they're out and and the fact of the matter is for almost any NFL game 
or MLB game, as long as it's not a playoff game or a game that has some playoff implication or just some great players in it or whatever, like you can always, almost always go to the games for cheaper than people pay for those tickets. It's, That's kind of the what's interesting the about trick. scalping is that I, the internet hasn't made it irrelevant. I mean, it's worked hand in hand. I thought you know when it started, and I remember when StubHub started up, and it was like go here to get your tickets, or even when Ticketmaster finally got a, a working online portal. It was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to do. When in reality, like, yeah, outside of IGN, there's always people there because there is that off chance you come out and, hey, for $10, $20, you can get a seat that's not terrible and go in there yeah. and get a hot dog and watch it. I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like, from reading these things, it sounds like it is on the decline to the yeah. point that it's almost to the point that it's not worth it for even that last line of defense. Because Interesting. the internet has made it so good that they are profiting so much. Because you can just stuff. go, I mean, you can go on stuff up on your phone. Like, you could not buy it for some weirdo where you're worried about the ticket being legit. You could just get it on your phone yeah. outside of anywhere mm-hmm. through 3G. I, I want to read a bit of this because it's, I think it's interesting. Please this do. is from Billboard. Uh, Ray Riddell writes from con- the headlines, Confessions of a Ticket Scalper. Mm. Billboard's candid Q&A. Mm. So you've been active in the ticket ticket brokering business. And he responds, you know how many airline miles guys like me have? I haven't paid for a plane ticket since they came out with planes for using my credit card. I like you. I like you a lot. What's it like out there in your business? It's out of control these days. I've been in this game since it was invented. I made my money and this business is on the downside for me now. One of these days, brokers are going to piss off the wrong people in the prosecutor's office and they're going to go after them criminally and make it stick. When the shit hits the fan, I want to be able to go to sleep at night. I'm like, damn, this is one of those motherfuckers you could tell is making a shit ton of money from yeah, this. Yeah, that or he really has an overinflated sense yeah, of Yeah, like he's just acting, awesome right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because like, he starts naming numbers later. I'm like, all right, so he really is, is doing some shit. So what do you mean by out of control? And he goes, the bots. I met a guy who told me he had 600 modems in his piece of crap strip mall store that generated so much heat the neighbor couldn't get their temperature right. So I'm like, all right, this guy's going somewhere with this. So you're talking about the, auto, the use of automated bots that hit the ticketing company at on sale with thousands of requests for tickets. How did brokers used to operate, say, 25 years ago? Those guys were no angels, but they had actual businesses. They were checks and balances. These guys today that sell to StubHub and these other sites are able to lock up the entire inventory on these screens, decide what they want, and dump back the rest. Mm. Sometimes they hire some, some computer genius to do their dirty work. Give me the tickets. I'll make the money. I'll take the risk and put them up on all these secondary marketed boards. There's another type of guy that says, I'm going to find me a guy in India to write this program. So it's this whole network of shit where they're just scheming and doing all this shit. And then... There's like the live nations and stuff that mm. make their fan clubs and all that. And that's that's their last ditch effort to try. So you're talking about the season ticket holders. Yeah, that's them trying to hold on to control and power of this gotcha. stuff because there's these guys doing all this whole thing. So it's like, why take a risk on tickets that aren't a sure sell? A ticket source might say you can't just cherry pick me and take all the, the Springsteen. You got to go buy some of these other crap shows. So I'll say, OK, send me the crap shows. I'll get rid of them. But then the hot shows don't always mean we make money. So pretty much they will get the hot ticket items that they know are going to make a shit ton of money through these deals, but then that means they also need to sell out or sell all of the shitty mm. sports shit that they know is not going to sell. Sports shows. Yeah, the sports shows. Harlem Globetrotters. Because just selling those tickets means that the the sports people can say that they sold this many tickets, mm. even though there's not many really that many people there. Gotcha. So there's, there's a lot of business going on. Fascinating. Dirty. It's Dirty super pool. interesting. Super, super interesting. Yeah, wasn't there a show... About, and not not a, not a, not a nonfiction show, but a fiction show about about scalping. S- not scalping, but like a, what what Tim was more talking about, like where there was a legitimate business of people buying and selling tickets back in the day, like reselling tickets. I I just remember, I think I know what you're talking about. Was it on Comedy Central? But I I thought it was nonfiction though. I thought it was a guy that did a bunch of schemes constantly, and every episode was like different. Maybe that's what it was. Thing doing one of these. It was like 2006. Schemers. Maybe that's, that's what it was. Cranky anchors. No. 
South Park. Anyways, I think this is really interesting. Oh, I like a, this I'm, stuff. Not, it's not a show. I knew someone that worked at one of those. Uh, that's so that wasn't a show at all. It was actually someone I knew. Uh, he made the modems. <laughs> he set up the modems. Uh, no, but so yeah, I don't quite, um, I don't quite grasp it from a technical standpoint, but it is, it is clearly quite lucrative. Yeah. It sucks. Um, Cause that is the thing, you know, your band's coming to town, your show's coming to town. You, you know, like Weezer, when they came through or were getting ready to come through and Taylor Swift, it was very much like, all right, eight fifty nine, it's nine o'clock and like refreshing the page, trying to make it work. It sucks that there's some robot computer. I will, 600 modems out there. I, I will the say this though to, I mean, and I don't want to jinx myself or, you know, and I know people have had bad experiences, but there's never been an act or a sports event or anything that I wanted to go to that. I really wanted to go to that. I was ready on, on second one to buy tickets that I wasn't able to buy tickets forever. Really? Yeah. No, oh, man, you haven't tried to buy Kanye West tickets. Well, Kanye West sucks, Fun, you know, Burn. so I wouldn't want to see Kanye West. Kanye's more of a faith no more. Kanye. Yeah, faith no more. But, but like just any any high profile, low profile things like just random big bands and obviously very, very uh, appealing sporting events or whatever. I've, I've never had if you're just if I was ready, like second one. Sure. But it's one of those things where I feel like I'm second one and I'm like at the Weezer show. I'm still like five rows back. Not terrible, but That's like awesome. I know, but I wanted I would have totally been front row if I could. Does Weezer know? play arenas? Yeah. And you're complaining about being five rows back from the know. stage. Are you just kidding? You know, robots got it. Robots were in there fucking around. I think the guys that are 7,000 rows back at the arena are you know, going to be a little more. I hope they're know. not tall robots, Greg. I want you to be able to see the show. <laughs> All these fucking cyborgs. Could you believe that Weezer played the venue that we kind of funny live to? Was that like when they were big? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's a, it's a pretty historic concert venue. Yeah, I mean, but Weezer, I mean, it must have, I think it was a secret show because uh, Weezer can play it. I, I could Weezer smell could sell that place out in about I could two still seconds. smell rivers in the background when we were back there in the dressing rooms, I could be like, yeah, I could, I was here. trying to, when you see Weezer, do they play all their good music or do they play like a lot of new stuff? Depends on the show. Like the best show I ever went to for them was, uh, they did the memories tour where they it played was, their albums. It was a retrospect. It was a, the first half was a retrospective backwards and then they played Pinkerton, uh, start to finish. It's cool. I'd rather see the blue album, but night, I, I would, I would, I would rather, see, blue album. I would rather, I would rather see, but yeah, I, was, I wouldn't want to, I don't know if I want to see them anymore. They mix in. Yeah. It's new stuff. And old cause I don't even think I know anything. Beverly Hills is the last song I remember. That song sucks. Everything before that was okay they would keep fishing and hash yeah. pipe and I all those kinds of music stuff. video to keep fishing yeah me too that's what the muppets yeah mm-hmm. that was I like that but like i just yeah i just i don't know that i would i don't know that i would vibe with them anymore it's like the reason i won't see bare naked ladies anymore sure because you yeah, damn well know that i can play anything from their good albums well they don't have the guy anymore so that that's true as well. everything else. i think they what still the hell's going song. on with uh guns and roses they're back, they're back but axel hurt his leg like dave grohl did Huh. So he's just like laying around because all these singing. buses and shit. I'm going by, I'm seeing billboards that say Guns yeah. and Fucking Roses. I'm like, what the hell? I would, I, totally, I, would, I would totally go to a GNR show. Although, but Slash is not in it, is he? I think they I all thought it was everybody's. Buckethead played Slash. with them for a while back in the day. Yeah, uh, and Slash wouldn't play with them, but I think Slash is back now. Buckethead's gone. I think yeah, that was the big and, thing. It was a reunion thing. Blair went to it. And uh, mm-hmm. Prophets of Rage now is the big thing that's making mm-hmm. making the rounds right now, which mm-hmm. is, sounds quite interesting as well. Although I don't know, I don't understand. I didn't read deeply enough, but like what happened with Zach De La Rocha and why he's not yeah, with that's Rage. rage, that's rage, they, that's rage it's Rage with um, Chuck D. Yeah, Chuck D. And uh, the guy from um, Cyrus. I'll be real. So I to be real. I almost said Bun B, which would be even better. Um, <laughs> Bun, Bun B playing with Red Jeans Machine would be a dream doing Rage songs though. Uh, they're doing Rage and Cypress and Public Enemy songs. That's pretty fucking awesome, actually. But there's got to be a reason why Zach Taylor Rush is not involved. I don't know if they just they fell out. My theory is that you can't be a 55 year old man rapping about how much you hate the federal government and how you're scared of the FBI anymore. I just don't know if that works. I think you still can in this climate, in this day and age. I think it'd be fine. I just watched Citizen Four. That's why. It's terrifying. Snowden. NSA. I know we talked about it. Yeah, I know. Over lunch. Just saying it for Greg. Sometimes when I start talking about documentaries, Greg just goes like this. You know, I love documentaries. Clicks off. It's just that and normal thing. Back. Whenever there's like a natural endpoint to a topic, you just keep on going. And so that I'm wasn't just, me I'm just holding time. my breath. Ready to throw it out there? Why are you, you blaming on me? Because you always do it. 
That topic was brought to you by Harry's. A Harry's shaving set will make the perfect Father's Day gift. It looks cool, it feels special, and it's something Dad will actually use. Dads can be impossible to shop for, Nick. I'm not getting shit for me. You don't want to get another tie or pair of socks he's never going to wear, but you also don't want to get something really practical that doesn't feel special enough to be a gift. Thankfully, Harry's has got you covered. While supplies last, Harry's is offering a special limited edition shave set for Father's Day. Get one for Dad and get one for yourself, too. The limited edition Father's Day shave set includes a matte black razor handle, a chrome razor stand, Harry's moisturizing foaming shave gel, three of Harry's handcrafted blade cartridges, and a travel cover, all for $40. Plus, it comes in a sleek, giftable box with the option to add custom engraving and a personalized card. Harry's also has uh, uh, shaving sets at different price points, starting at $15. Get one for yourself. Go to harrys.com right now and redeem a special offer for fans of the show. Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase with the promo code KINDAFUNNY, all one word. Don't wait. Economy shipping for Father's Day ends on Thursday, June 9th. Oh, bad news, Jack. You missed it. That's Harry's. H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter the code KINDAFUNNY at checkout to get $5 off and get dad something he'll actually use this Father's Day. That's nice. Nick. Yes, Greg. Let's make up. What's your topic? Ice. Oh, Jesus, I hate oh, you. Oh, yeah. Integral or weird? Both. Discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'm a big fan of ice and I've always thought it's weird that Colin's not and it kind of bothers me. It's, it's, that is the thing. Whenever, totally whenever we go to a restaurant for lunch, Colin will order a Coke, no ice. And then it comes, and inevitably the, the straw keeps pump, coming out and going all limp on the top, and he's got to shove it back in. There's nothing to hold it there. The surface tension no is anchor. trying to repel it. No anchor. Yeah, ice is totally unnecessary. Like, I never... So, the reason I get Coke with no ice is because... Have you ever really had a fountain drink at a restaurant that wasn't already cold? What is, the, what, is, point. what is the point of the ice? He makes it's literally point. like one in a hundred restaurants I go to where the Coke is room temperature because I got it with no ice. Usually it's cold as if there was ice in it already. Mm-hmm. So you're you're suffering from the principle of displacement and you're suffering also watering from the down. principle of watering down. You don't want to water down a Coke. It was Socrates or Aristotle, I believe, oh, yeah. one of those old motherfuckers, that waded into a pool and noticed that when they... Huh? When, when the water ro- level rose and he understood that, there was, that he was being dis- that he was displacing vo- the volume of liquid in the pool. Yeah, I think it was Socrates, but I could be wrong. Someone will let me know. One of them. It doesn't They're really matter. Uh, probably. And Mona so, Lisa. so you're putting ice into a Coke. You're getting less Coke. Now, usually that doesn't matter because you can get for your yeah, but, but, but it is sometimes not depending on where you are. No, fuck. And places. also what country you're in. But I will say that I'm I'm not so uh, displeased by the displacement as much as I'm displeased by the watering down and the dilution of the perfect mixture of the fountain coke. Now, what surprises me, Nick, is you're like, oh, I love the fountain coke. The fountain coke is the best. It blah, is, blah, 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 blah. And then you throw a bunch of fucking ice in it and immediately, immediately, mm-hmm. you're fucking up the entire chemistry of the fountain coke that is already cold. And the ice is simply keeping it cold by how does something keep How does ice keep it cold? It's not through some sort of, you know, it's not like an exothermic or endothermic reaction. It is the water that is cold melting into the Coke and, 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 you know, destroying the essence of it. It is an, but what I'm saying is it's an exothermic <laughs> reaction. Because, that's true. That's true. That's true. But what I'm saying is that it's not happening with the ice staying the same. It's happening because the ice is melting. The ice is giving off the cold water. But the thing is, it's a fact that the colder the drink is, the better. Just period. So you're, you're correct that it comes out cold. I agree with that. But then it's better when it's colder. And you're right that the water kind of fucks with it. But let's all be real, Nick, aside, because you're wrong. 
Fountain drinks, period, never as good Best. as anything else. Oh, really? I don't. I don't. What? No, that, I, I disagree. Oh, my God. I disagree uh, with this completely. Uh, a, great, a great fountain beverage is, oh, my God. It's it's an orgasmic experience where it you is. get it You're and right. it's got the right base of syrup yeah. and the right base of the, the poppy calibrated water. Syrup. No, it's it's gif. Anyways. It's got you get there and you get it and it's awesome and it's sweet and it's amazing and that, that's what it's about. I mean, again, I, I'm not trying to hate on it because I do feel like there are places, McDonald's, that make excellent, excellent, reliable fountain beverages mm-hmm. where every time you know it doesn't do matter what McDonald's you're at. Do you feel the new robot touch machine is, is the freestyle machine? Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. Those things have issues. Okay. They have issues. They I don't do. Like it. I'm gonna Too be real. The, I don't think it's, I, I like. I like the, the giant red ones that have yeah, the, you the, hit the touch button. screen. Where I'm like, those are shit. Where I'm on a fucking spaceship, like I just yeah. can I just. But the problem is, it's just the the all the, the mixing. Worst. I don't like. I don't like when it's not reliable, and it's not reliable anywhere except for specific places. Like McDonald's has their their shit down. They know what the fuck they're doing. But then the, with the ice and all that, they're already watered down. It's all the mixture's already off. So I'm like, whatever. I'd rather it be cold because at least the cold brings back some of the bonus points for making it a perfect drink. I don't know. I just feel like there there comes a time like how cold do you need it? As cold ice as cold. humanly possible. It just doesn't make like it, like, it, like when the when you turn on the water on cold on yeah. the fountain and you, yeah. you just you know I filled mm-hmm. this bottle like seventeen times. It's cold enough. No, it's plenty cold. Absolutely not. Oh, now, it needs to be so cold I can't taste it. But why? Like it I don't get this mouth. either. As somebody who doesn't even drink that much soda, when I do want a soda, what I do is like we go to the movies. Like mm-hmm. when we saw Batman mm-hmm. v Superman like a million mm-hmm. times, I wanted to treat myself, so I got the cherry coke, mm-hmm. and all I do is a like it's just a. Like I feather the ice thing because I don't want I want maybe a fifth of it to be like on the it's bottom. Too much. You know what I mean? Just feather ha, and it goes down well, there. No, but then I mean, ha. it depends on how long it depends on how quickly you drink the soda. No, because I that I drink a lot of liquids. I want quickly. it a little bit cold, but I understand this desire to have it ice cold unless you've been working out. And we know none of us have been doing that and then no, going get a God, coke. No, why would we? Uh, no, I like to get the world's biggest Coke or Diet Coke rather when I go to the movies and I like to suck it down as quickly as possible. But it does take time. <laughs> And over time, that's where the ice starts to be advantageous is when you're through the previews, if you're still sipping that thing, because it goes room temperature fast. It's not like it's it's not like it's frigid in the theater. Sure. You're sitting next what to is a actually cold. Well, it's cold enough. But like for Batman v Superman, right? We're all crammed in there. Sure. Next to each other. Your Coke's right here. It's really close to the body warmth. You're talking about exothermic reactions. You endo, are. Endo you are about that. Uh, endo, <laughs> all that stuff. Gamma radiation. Gamma radiation. radiation. Uh, yeah, that's, that stuff's getting warm. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing on this planet worse. Than a warm drink of soda. It is disgusting. Now you understand, of course, Colin Moriarty will buy a two liter and it will never see the inside of a fridge. But I don't drink it warm. I get it out of a out of a case. That's not true. But it's r- going to room temperature quick. Yeah, it is, but I'm never gonna I'm never gonna first of all, once you crack the seal of a two liter, you have two to three hours max. And then it's done. It's over. I don't care how you drank one cup I've of it. Seen I don't him, care. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen them out the next morning. There's like just a cup out of that two liter. And I put it back in there and a week later. It's this whole there. conversation stresses it. me out. I don't it's, like like two I mean, liters are the worst because you don't have it is a tick. It is a ticking time bomb. The minute you fucking twist that cap off and you hear that you have two, three hours max. And then that Coke is you know, finished. You know you're supposed to screw the top back on. No, you do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's over. It totally matters. It's, it's, it's totally over. It's like when you drop a Coke too hard and like it's it's finished even before you open it. Like like you ever do that <laughs> where the Coke gets so tense, like you can feel the body, you can barely squeeze it and you can be ba- very patient. But even then, it's never the same. It's not. It's never it the same. It becomes fountain Coke. Now, let me ask you a quick question about exothermic energy. Wouldn't it be exothermic if the ice only stayed the same? So it's and it's exothermic even if the ice melts in the water. Is that a perspective thing where if you're looking at it? 
Do you think either of them know what the fuck they're talking about on this one? I mean, they both know a little bit and they're trying to bring it together. Okay. Isn't it? I'm talking to your mic. The, 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 the energy is being transferred from one thing to the other, right. right? Exothermic. But it's not happening. It's happening because of the melting water is literally, literally mixing with the Coke. It's not It's not that the energy from the ice cube is, is going into no, the... No, no. It, it's, it's the ice cube's coldness is going into the warmth of the Coke. And then also the opposite. So, like, my main problem with ice a lot of times is that you'll get ice that tastes okay. bad. I oh, hate yeah. the ice oh, that's yeah. disgusting. That's, also, it was Archimedes. That's a whole Archimedes Thank you. I, that that's part me. of the ice no, issue. You no, never know it. what you're going to get. It's I get the same it. problem There's with the so many beverages. issues with all of this, because then we get to, like, what type of ice are we talking about? You know, we got those big old bourbon ices. Oh, my the, good the Lord. King Cubes? I love those motherfuckers. Yeah, they're amazing. Those things are great because they take a while to to melt. Yeah. But then then there's these these, you know, there's the cubes, which honestly, I don't really like the cubes. It's too hard, especially out of a tray. I like I like filling the cup with the ice. Yeah. And I drink Coke and I get the refills fast enough that it's like I don't really have the, the watered down mm-hmm. issue because mm-hmm. I just fucking suck that shit down. Hopefully ladies back already. She refills that shit, suck that shit down. It's just it's never an issue. Right. You know what I mean? But then when you talk about the, the cubes, you, you fill that shit up. If you put a straw in, it's hard for the straw to kind of navigate through all the big ass cubes. Yeah. And that causes an issue because then the if if you get a, a break in the straw, you're oh, going to be sucking. Yeah. You can't mm. get the maximum speed. Well, That's I mean, just don't issue. be an idiot. No, stab that hard would be the answer. Yeah, hey, when people are like, no, but, like, but you know, I'm, I'm jacking I'm that thing in that. there. I'm talking about like when it's trying to navigate through all the ice. Yeah, yeah. I know. So and I'm saying I, just, I, I can't. Straws are sensitive. Greg. I don't think I've ever broken a straw because I've hit ice. Yeah, but you don't have enough ice. That's the issue. You're <laughs> yeah, not you're only, right. I mean, you, you've, you've already admitted that you don't put a lot of ice in your sodas. So but I mean, I'm there's been years where, where I had to get to that point where I was, you get the paper cup and the shitty ice and you get it in the, and you're chewing on this ice and it's all disgusting. I know what Well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm with everyone. I think we can all agree that when the ice is not filtered properly. It, it can actually screw up the drink. And that, that is hazardous. That's one of the hazards of, of using ice. But I'm with Tim. I like to I like to get it so when I'm looking at the cup, you can see the ice just poking up over it mm. and then fill that. Because inevitably, mm. it's going to melt it a little bit the second the fountain beverage hits it. Because the fountain beverage isn't ice cold. It's not coming out the temperature of ice. No, it's not coming you know out the I mean. temperature of ice. But do you need it? To be so cold. Yes. Yes. Because, because it's cold when it comes out and it's because so it will very even, cold it will when you put ice in it. Eventually, even out to a relatively cold soda. But if you don't put the ice base in there, like it depends on how long, where you're at, too. If you're just grabbing a quick soda, you're running down the street, you're going to suck it down. Maybe, maybe not. But if you're going to have it, enjoy your meal, you're having a burger, you're having fries, you're enjoying your conversation with Tim Gettys, you're staring into his baby blues, and you want, you pick up that Coke. And you know from the second your clammy hand hits that warm cup that you're just going to engulf a fucking warm swallow of soda into your mouth. But how long is it sat spit there? spit it back up onto your fucking crotch. <laughs> you just don't want to do it, man. It's an issue, man. And this is, this is my biggest problem with Asian food. I love Asian food. Chinese food, Japanese food, Thai food, Vietnamese Stoked food. To see where this is going. All of those things. I know exactly I where it's going. I, love these I know exactly where it's going. They're the fucking best foods, right? Com, but sure. guess what? Every single night, every single goddamn night, when Kevin's like, Tim, what do you want to eat tonight? And I'll say anything. It's never an Asian food. And he gets so mad at me. Why? Why is it not an Asian food? Because Racist. these Asian places only have Coke cans. And then they give you the goddamn little ass cup with a bunch of ice in it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, this is only going to last me so long. Great. You're giving me the room temperature Coke. Mm-hmm. That This ice ain't enough. I need a freaking... I need... Sub Zero to come through. I need Mr. Freeze to come but through. But if you're getting the little cup and you're pouring in there and you're sucking it down so fast, that seems no, like a good the, solution. The ice isn't even enough. The I, that's the, my problem with ice. Mm. Like going back to it, I love ice. I think ice is the homie, but ice needs to step it up when it comes to making room temperature shit cold. Like you why? Want it faster. You need super ice. I need you're it to be colder. It needs to be. I need super ice. We need to stir it to get the exothermic 
reaction. Well, well that's now, when the gentrification of the ice. Right, you can't gentrify the ice. You gotta gentrify, gentrify the ice. Yeah, yeah, as far as I understand. Now, the, now, ice has a place, and the place for ice is, of course, cocktails. Now, sure. here is where, you know, you want an ice cold beer. That's a different thing. Of course, you don't put ice in beer unless you're. You just want it out of the ice box. Putting cold. Bud Light over ice, well, which some, someone at this table does. If I'm not mistaken, but, though, there's places in Europe where they do drink warm beer, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cask, thing, right? cask beers. Yeah, they do a lot of things in Europe. Okay. But. Uh, <laughs> But, <laughs> but the subtext in that statement was like cherry thank you for that but uh you know when we're making a cocktail like eric Castro always says the cocktail when you're mixing it doesn't become a cocktail until it hits ice like and and you mix it like in you know in the in the um in like the beaker or whatever sure then he's like so an old-fashioned doesn't really become an old-fashioned until it hits the ice and you mix it and then you pour it over ice that, so there's like there is something they're like the what you want some of the melt in that that's that is part of what makes the cocktail the cocktail the balance of the old fashioned is complicated with 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 Engo and with um which is bitters and with simple syrup because it's not about how it tastes when you're making it it's how it tastes after you mix it the, it's the mixing and how long you mix it and at what temperature is like part of the equation right. so that's so that's a more complex thing but with with fountain drinks see I've gained it's the small pleasures in my life Nick <laughs> And one of the things I used to really enjoy, and I don't know if they do it anymore because I don't really go to McDonald's anymore, as Kevin likes to call, is that they have the little presets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they, you know, so I automatically, I get the, I get the, the, the muscle memory of like, you're going to dip it in and put it up, right? And, and so halftime, I'm like, you know, this is not the thing I enjoy. I'm like, no ice. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they dump it out of They just do it. And then they hit the button and it never fills up to where it should be. And then they take, because it's, because it's expecting there's going to be some displacement. Mm hmm. And then I'm like, got you, motherfuckers. And then they have to go and, and do those kinds of things again. And I'm like, you should be worrying about about people like me, the minority that don't want ice in their food or in their drinks. But it goes a step further. The greater pleasure I take is when I go out to restaurants and we've all been there with me mm. where I say, no, I, I order first. and I'm like, Coke, no ice. And then every subsequent person is asked if they want ice in their drink. And it's but the otherwise, they would never ask you. I know. And they always fuck it up. You're that guy. You're the guy that ruins my dreams of them coming through with the fucking big ass cup of ice and the, the refills on point. No, because then they're like, oh, well, that guy didn't want ice. Maybe the rest of the group like doesn't really want that much ice. So then they give me minimal ice. And I'm like, great. You really guys ruined the ice last. thing for the rest you of us. You gotta start ordering last. That's just the, the nature of the beast. Well, the, and speaking of Europe, as far as I understand in my time there, I've been to Europe only three times. They don't put ice in their drinks there. No. God, I don't want to go. And I've never actually, this is, this is part of the reason why I have such a, a love affair with ice. Because the first time I went to Italy. And such a hatred for Europe. <laughs> there is that as well. When you go, they just, you'll, you'll ask for a Coke and it comes out warm. They'll serve a lot of things warm. Not only will they do that, but like milk will be served warm in, in, uh, in cereal. Like they have like warm breakfast cereal. Well, that's your own fault. Don't be eating cereal with milk. But they don't put. What, what should I drink? Either you way? don't you just gr just in a cup by itself. Just hand dry. hold that motherfucker. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then just some of it spills out on my beard. No, you don't. You day. get one of the good Shakespeare's cups I got out there. You pack that in. Yes, for the cereal and that on travel, and you can pull the sides in like that. And it's like you're a horse. I don't want to go down this road, but I will. There's nothing better than ice cold milk in cereal. You're a fucking stupid idiot. Nothing better. There's ice cold I'm better. hard. I'm oh. fucking hard. Put now. the milk refrigerated milk. Put the milk in the fucking freezer oh, and wait no. until right when it's slush. Oh, Put that thing into you're the, disgusting. No. Lucky you charm. are disgusting. Fuck. No, it needs to be cold. It doesn't have to be ice cold. But it has I don't to be want slush. Really cold. Portillo, come here. Really cold milk. You can't leave the milk out. I don't want the milk that's been sitting out at Starbucks Hell for a while. I'm going to pour that in. No, no, it needs to be the back of the fridge. Very, very cold. If it's going on my Lucky Charms, only the best for my Lucky Charms. Hey, I'm Throwing right there with there. you, man. I, I wish there was a milk ice. 
That would be really nice. You could somebody you get freeze the fuck that. on this shit. Yeah, well, I mean, you oh, can I don't just trust that though. They actually, I don't trust hold on, that. no, no, no. This just it was a thing on Reddit the other day that the new Finding Dory cereal or the tie-in, whatever yeah. they're doing with it, is, and this is going to disgust everyone at the table. That's not you two. Is that they have it where they're giving you a Dory mold where you pour the milk into it, lock it in, put it in the freezer, and then you pop out a frozen Dory that you dump into your cereal. So then when you're eating, there's a fun little milk frozen motherfucker in there for you to find. This sounds like something you'd enjoy. Interesting. I actually would like that. It's gross. You know, you know what that reminds me of, though? Do you remember in the, maybe it was the late 80s, early 90s, a product came out onto the market that was a plastic ice cube. So it had liquid oh, yeah. in the middle of it. You'd put it in the back. And, it, and then, What a great idea. And you got it. And just all, everything tastes like plastic. Yeah. yeah. Everything's you got plastic. The, and you got it the, didn't actually transfer the cold into the drink my, at all. My parents had, uh, probably in my urging, so I'm not blaming them. My parents had those cups, those plastic cups that had the water in, oh, in, in it. Yeah. In, and then the regular cup. And you put it in there. And then inevitably, three weeks in, you're like, oh, God. Like, I can taste the ball. God. Like, <laughs> am I getting, am I getting I remember, sick? I, remember, I clearly remember drinking like half of the. The liquid out of that one of those when I was drinking, I don't know, lemonade or something one day. Good lord. In nineteen eighty nine or whatever it was. I honestly though, like to really kind of reiterate, ice is the homie. I'm so happy that it's in my life. Mm -hmm. Like what from what the time I was a little kid, I realized I like cold drinks. Right. I like ice, it always makes things better. I like chewing on ice. Big yeah, chewing on ice is good. I do that all the time. See, that's another that's another bonus to the movie theater ice, like the big fountain beverage of the ice is when you're done with it, if you don't want more, you can be like you know in the hospital when sometimes you have an illness and they can't the give ice you chips. water, you get the ice chips, you got ice there. So you can chew on the ice for the rest of the thing, and a guy like me who has to pee a lot, that will extend out. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can get through the second act before I have to go. Because you're chewing. I mean, that's, we didn't even really talk about it, but there's the ice cubes. There's the yeah. Ice. I was gonna say king cube number one. Okay. Squarish cubes. Those are, those are low. Those number I don't two. Like the square cubes. I hate the little banana. The banana oh, ones like that. The giblets. The, oh yeah, giblets. The no, pellets. No, no. All this ice. Pellets are good. Garbage. Pellets are great. Fuck yeah. Garbage. Pellets are fucking ice. awesome. Nobody. That shit, that shit. That shit. That fucking. Pellets. That is going. That's Not pellets totally like this. melting is, out. No. Yeah, the crushed ice is garbage. Well, crushed the worst ice. is when you go to somebody's house and you put you, go, you put it in the thing and it pulls out of the ice it was going to get and it's just like this fucking snow. Yeah, no, no. Crushed ice. Crushed ice is bullshit. Um, but I will. I'm going to come to the defense of the pellet ice for one setting and one setting only. Coolers. When you're at a Mexican restaurant and you order the horchata, Kevin, am I saying that right? Horchata, horchata. Anyway, I went to Nick's, Nick's Crispy Tacos and, they, yeah. and I ordered horchata, and they gave you, they give it to you with a pellet. Oh my god, it's like a, it's like a half frozen milkshake. It's great. It's so things, good. Oh, so fucking good. And the other thing <sighs> about ice that I really enjoy was being little, take my action figures, put them in cups. Filling them with water, freezing those motherfuckers. Then they're in carbonite. Okay, it's a whole cool. storyline cool. like element yeah, going yeah. on. And then the, the toys are never the same after that. I remember, I remember Iceman specifically, and I can't believe I know this because I used, I collected X Men figures for a while when I was like in the early nineties. Remember, Iceman came with a little board, like his, 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 yeah. his, his But you could fill it with water, and then put it in the freezer, and then take him at like it was a little indent. And you can and you can you were supposed to be able to. He was like standing on real ice. You'd be able to push it, but you just push him and he would just fall down. So we're like, was the ice like, commercial? That makes sense. Um. I will say, you know, so to me, I think ice is uh, like if we're up to me, people that put excessive amounts of ice and things should probably go to prison. Interesting. But like, but or at least really be rehabilitated Rehabil in some way. Cold. Is cold. Um, it's real cold. Uh, uh, you know, and people talk about how global warming is bad and it is, but like at least it's, you know, at least, you know, eventually won't be able ice. to, you know, the ice won't be around anymore, yeah. which is, which is, you know, yeah, the rising sea levels and, you know, Long Island's going to disappear and all that. Kind I just of don't stuff. Like it's fine. The, but the, you you're know, saying you, you'll take all of that. As long right. as the ice goes away. Right. In you reality, mean, winter is my favorite, and, and I love really cold weather and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, and the snow and ice. I just feel like we're, we're getting too involved with putting ice and everything. Not everything needs to be this cold. I just hate the gamble of ice. Mm. 
We like right. We we have a good thing going right now with those king cubes in the freezer. But there's a couple ice trays in there that make that make the ice taste bad. I get bad tasting ice. I don't want that. I don't want to run. Are that you guys not, are you using the filtered water for the ice? No, only you, you two use the filter. It makes it taste better. That filter hasn't been changed in. No, nah, I changed it. I changed it a month ago. No, it has a little changed. red light that like beeps at you. You can actually it taste it. Really I want to throw that whole thing out. No, no, we need the filter. I'm gonna throw it out. You're disgusting. Yeah, I'm gonna throw but it. But your your water it doesn't. It's not bad, but That's it does fine. have a particular taste to Delicious. it. Delicious. I think, I'm just I used think to it. it tastes a little bit like rust and zinc. Yep. I'm just throwing that. You out You need there. a little rust. We all have our tetanus shot. Rust is fine. I haven't had a tetanus shot, and I play. I'll play. I, I'm a daredevil. I like to play Portello all the time. Bite me, oh, my old fucker. Um. Now, I just feel like if I, if I don't know. Happen. I feel like that we have to we have to recalibrate the the need for ice. I was and rust. I feel That's like rust. the Europeans they don't have almost they don't do almost anything right. But they do do the thing with they do do the thing with ice, with no ice very well. I appreciate being over there, and uh, you know, and they and they say you know you you have to ask for ice, and they look at you like you're weird. You know, I'm like, oh, well, of course I don't. I'm one of you, is what I say over there. I'm here, you know, at, when in Rome. Oh, oh, and by the way, I'm kidding. Oh, we, I'm kidding. Don't get mad at me. I'm only kidding about Europeans not doing anything right. You guys do some things right. If we didn't have ice, what, we like wouldn't surrender? have vanilla ice. We wouldn't have ice cube. We wouldn't have ice tea. We'd have these people. They would have different names. Yeah, but the, the, think about that, Greg. Think about how stupid you sound right now. What would Vanilla Ice be if he wasn't Vanilla Ice? Vanilla hot dog. He'd just be vanilla. It's just vanilla? Great. He'd, just say, he'd, be, he'd probably he'd be Vanilla cube. Snow because it would just be cold, right? Like that's. I, I'm assuming that's where Vanilla Ice is named. The song from. Ice You're Ice cold. Baby? Yeah. It'd just be baby. No, um, again, that's not because it, it would just be replaced. It'd be hot, hot dog, dog, hot dog, baby. Stop. Put some fucking relish on my hot dog. <laughs> All right, I don't think you talked to yeah, me. Rel- relish level. sucks dick, by the way. We can oh, talk about that another day. God, relish it. I love relish. No, you know, <sighs> would you say you relish it? I do ah, relish relish. I was thinking it, but you said it, and I appreciate that. My topic. I want to know what's in your life that you thought never would be. I was thinking about this today. Mm. I'm 33 years old. Reflecting on everything. My example, of course, Portilla, who's laid out on the floor over there. Mm-hmm. Cordy, like come dead. here. He's dead. All right. Well, Kevin was petting him with his foot, so I can understand why he'd want to hang out over there. <laughs> but that's the thing. I never thought I'd have a dog growing up. You know what I mean? I was a cat person. I was going to be a cat person the rest of my life. God damn it, Greg. What? You were a cat person? Yeah, what? You, I was raised with cats, and cats are cool. I was too. I am I feel person. I feel weird about this overall. I feel like... What do you feel weird about? Laying I don't know. I, I think that 2016, I think it's weird that being a cat person is acceptable. I grew up in a world where cat people were weird. But no, but I mean, we've taken that back. You know what I mean? It's another thing where, yeah, you, you know, you, th- you think of old people and there are millions of cats and you, you open the door and there's 40 cats on the floor and like, you know, that's something different. Enjoying a cat. I feel like there still are cat people and dog people where it's like, you got to make a choice. But how were you a cat person growing up? My parents were cat. My mom was a cat person. So she had cats and then I was raised with cat and then I got my own cats and I had three cats and there was cats in the house. Mm. That's how you're a cat. Per- I don't mean I was wearing shirts with cats on them. Got it. That's the thing. I, if, if by that, I mean, I grant that I make the, f- the fucking shirts about Portillo, but like, there's way more dachshund pride in me, I guess, than there ever was cat pride, if that got helps it. you out. Got it, got it. Does that it. help you out? Does that yeah. feel Kitty better? Pride. Kitten one, well, that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. But yeah, there wasn't that. I just had cats. Yeah. So I enjoyed cats. So I always thought I would have cats in my life. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So, so then when I graduate and the exes want a dog and I'm all against it or whatever, I, I was like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, she, she, I know what you mean. She forced me to go to this puppy love haven place out in Mexico, Missouri, now closed, but rest in peace, big ups. But it was 30 minutes outside of town. So when we were driving out there, I knew I was getting a dog, even though I was like arguing against getting this dog. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, let's just go look. Let's just go look. And we walked in. There was a basset hound. 
but she had her eyes set on this fucking little teacup garbage dog that's like basically a skeleton that's never gonna get bigger than the palm of your hand it's got all the hair on it and it's disgu- it's a disgusting dog this dog suck these dogs suck and but it, her friend had, had one so that's how this had started so then i immediately started panicking and looking around the room and i, I saw the basset hound i'm like this is an american dog if i have to get a dog today can we at least get an american dog we started arguing about that of course surprise this marriage didn't work out arguing about this whatever and then finally some lady brought in portillo and put him down and i was like is that a wiener dog and she's like yes and i turned to the ex and i'm like if you let me get this wiener dog and you name we name it portillo i'm in i won't i won't complain i'll help out no big deal and it was like okay and then i was in love with this wiener dog all of a sudden makes sense and now here we are 11 years later he's fucking laid out over there lazy asshole won't even come over when you call his name because he got pet with a sock but it doesn't matter i look at him and i'm just like i never expected this idiot to be part of my life this was never part of the plan you know what i mean yeah i get it man that's what i'm talking about that kind of the, the, where your life changes on a dime where all of a sudden you're taking care of this thing just chilling out over there the with its weird eyes i he's given the face too where he's like he's not sure if he's enjoying the pets from the foot no he's clearly tortured by this <laughs> He's clearly something on Kevin's something on Kevin's foot has paralyzed him or caused some sort of mental paralysis. Um, and I can't say I blame him because I've never been close to Kevin's feet before, but I, they, it can't be a good environment to, yeah. to coexist in. Don't tell people that, Kevin. They're going to think I'm weird. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I have I have a bazillion answers for this. Like, like I feel like there's there's pretty much my entire life. I never thought I'd have the things that I have. I'm going to start with girlfriend. Because never thought you'd have a girlfriend. Being completely real. I remember being younger and being like. I, don't, I can't see this actually. But why? Like, Timmy's being asexual, though. It was, I mean, it was just one of those things where just like, I don't know, growing up, it just never was really. That's a, weird for me because, like, me growing up a fat, you know, kid playing with his fucking action figures through like middle of high school, still collecting them long after that. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, one day I'll have a girlfriend. This will all work out. Wait, you were playing with your action figures last Oh, yeah. Well, come on. That's part of my imagination. We've you know been, what I mean? We've been on this for it before. It's, it's yeah. on the story list, Colin. Yeah, exactly. Just wanted to make sure I'm hearing everything. Yeah, right. no, totally, yeah. totally. But that was, you know, a part of it. But I'm like, this will work itself out. You never thought that. No, I, I mean, for me, for and I'm talking about for a long time up until uh, like high school era, I was like, yeah, you know, I have a lot of friends and like it was the, my standards are too high situation. And sure. that's just like thing you tell yourself, which means you don't allow things to happen. Um, it all worked out for me at the end. Mm-hmm. But like I, I do remember vividly thinking like, yeah, no, that's just not my thing. I have a lot of friends and I'm cool with that. But and I have a lot of girl space friends, but not girl friends. You know, yes. and then then once you, know, you date people, you start casually doing this stuff and it's like it's high school, middle school. It doesn't even fucking matter. Mm. Um, like this told me that I wasn't getting my slang on. You weren't getting your slang on. I mean, I was getting like you're going on dates. You're holding things hands. were happening. Whatever. Um, you, you remember Tim when we first met him, right? Yeah, I remember thug Tim. Yeah. Tim well, I, mean, I know. I meant just when he had the name pure one. Oh, yeah. Because like, no, he was, was like all weird about everything. There was a while where I mean, when Tim first came in, I was like, wow, this guy's really, really like really pure and innocent. Like, yeah, because I mean, next to me. I'm sort of a natural corrupting agent. Uh huh. Like if you if you put anything near me, I'm, I'm my goal is to just like let me. I'm gonna just take out the deep dark nastiness. When I talk about you to other people, I always say you're like that black sludge from the Amityville Horror that was like popping out of the basement, and oh. like possessing people and That's making them fucked up shit. It's very accurate, Greg. Um, no, what what I met Tim the first time though, he was he had all these girls that would hang around with him. Yeah, and I was always like, Tim, these girls are cute. Like you should try to be, you know, you trying to hit this girl or what, what's up with that, right? And he'd be like. No, I'm not really into that. I mean, you know, I like to go to church. Um, I like not to true. buy people presents. Not um, true. Tim was basically one of those guys that was was you 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 got stuck in this weird pigeon. You pigeonholed yourself in this weird spot mm. where you would be like the unrequited love guy. Yeah. Where like you would yeah. like a girl for a very long time and then it wouldn't work out and then you'd be like, well, I guess I just never deserved to be happy. And then somehow I, I don't know what happened to you. Something broke you in a good way. 
Or like you had one experience or two experiences where you're like, aha, maybe, just maybe, Nick was right. Maybe I should start following all of Nick's rules. And rule, without any details, without any details, I feel like from what I understand in a rough timeline of Tim's sexual awakening, it was like your bachelor party where I feel like that was the first time those stories came back where I was like, oh, old Tim wouldn't have done that. See, that, there's, no. there's a lot of common misconceptions going on. Lay down. You're right about a lot of these things, but I was still like I was joking about the slang thing. It's not that I was just like totally against anything. It was specifically sex that I had an issue with. Yeah, I was getting hand jobs left and right. My entire life I mean, essentially. God for it. So, so in, it's in just many like, ways, the hand job is superior to sex, but we won't get into that now. Um, no. In what ways? Okay, in ways that <laughs> name me two. I'll, I'll name you two right now. One, it requires very little, if not zero, energy from me, so I can just lay back. And two, well, you could have sex that way too. I don't feel. <laughs> you've never been married. Uh, two, I don't need to nest. Wait, what, what was the first? Oh, one, I don't have to observe myself. <laughs> two, I don't feel bad about. How long it may or may oh, not take. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's right? a good point. Okay. Oh. Because really, how hard is it just to do this for a while? Read a fucking magazine, bake a cake, talk to your mom. <laughs> What's that noise in the background? <laughs> what? What are you doing? You needing some dough? Yeah, ma. I'm needing dough. <laughs> What's up, Jamie Kennedy? Why are you calling my mom? Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait! talking to your mom. Your wife was talking to my mom while Maybe. giving you a handjob. Maybe. That's god damn, up. kind of funny. Life fuck things Crazy. up. Kind of feeling that though. Bringing kind of people feeling together. That. People loving people. That's what we do. <laughs> my mom's like, "Are you needing dough, D?" <laughs> She's like, "Yeah." Yeah, Mrs. Kennedy, I'm needing dough. All right, so yeah, you didn't. You, 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 it was just the sex thing you were against. So you're getting yeah, jobs really, and rides. Really, you, were, you didn't want I, sex. I don't know. I just like for for a long time in my life, I there was a uh, I, I'll say taboo against sex yeah, itself. A mental hang up about like, it. Like I'm not talking oral sex. Oral sex is totally free game. I don't give a fuck. None of this shit made sense to me. You made a joke about religion. Totally, that was not it. I'm at joking all. about religion. Yeah, like that was not not a thing for me at all. So I hate buying people presents, but. Um, that I think that for for a long time I just hadn't had some issue being like, all right, sex is okay with people that you're not like intimately connected mm. with. Then once one that was broken, and I'm like, all right, cool. But again, like I don't think there's anything wrong with believing that. Sure, no, no, no. So, but for a long time, I, that's the that's how I was. Okay. Um, I also I just, used to not drink. Now I drink. You do, it's just you do that things, a lot. Things Actually, change. But also, you used to not that. do meth, and now you do meth. Yeah. That's true. There's so many things. So many things. Tweet but. But with the girlfriend thing, it's just like like you talking about the the unrequited love shit. There's a, a hand, not even a handful. There's a couple of the, those stories. Mm-hmm. But all the other people, it was just like I had friendships with these people. It wasn't like I was even trying to do that, or that. It's not even like that was an option, you know. So I think that. Uh, but I the, feel like that was. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to play your therapist right now. But I feel like that was a big reason why you weren't. You didn't want to take that next step with other women casually because you were actually mentally committed to some mm-hmm. other girls. Yeah, that, I mean, that's you that's know. fair enough. But, I mean, but again, like, it's like, it, it really is. It's weird looking back on now because I'm like, why would I do those things? But Or like, or not do those things. Though, when you're but like, I was, back on your life. like, blowjobs were totally fine with me. Totally fine. So it was like, even during that time. So, mm. I mean, let's be honest. The blowjobs. They're awesome. They are. <laughs> I know. But... But anyways, going back, I don't know. Who'd you look at? <laughs> look at all the four people out there that are watching that agree with me. But I, I, I the, the girlfriend thing up for a long time, because all my friends had these like, and yet I, that's the context I think is really important. Mm-hmm. My closest friends had girlfriends from the time they were like 13 that are still lasting. Yeah. Colonel, you know? gotcha. Colonel, Colonel met, uh, Colonel met, Colonel, Shari. Colonel met Shari when he was like four. Yeah. 
So they didn't even know what each other's dirty parts were, but they grew to figure it out. Exactly. From what I understand. So I all of all of my friends had these relationships that were like, you know, for perfect Disney tales, right? And they just fucking lasted. Whereas I was just like, I'm not gonna have that. So it's not so much gotcha. the girlfriend. That it's more sense. like that makes sense. The, the real girlfriend. Like mm-hmm. the I'm in a committed relationship. And I was just like, man, that's just not how I roll. I'm too I'm too Tim. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, sure. I was unrelentlessly Tim. I'm sure you guys can imagine. I can I imagine what am. Tim is, yeah. But then I found somebody that understands that and likes that, which is pretty cool. Shout out to you. You're dope. What up, Gia? Dope. G-G-G. Nick, what do you have in your life you didn't expect? Kevin. I would never have expected in my entire life that I would spend <laughs> this much time with Kevin Coelho. I met him once on a, on, a, on a job I was doing for a friend. I brought him aboard to help PA for the art department on the shoot. Uh, and he was really... Uh, well-spoken, he was quiet, and he worked really, really hard, and he didn't give me any shit. And I'm like, huh, this Kevin's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And I even told him, he was very, very supportive of everything I would do. He was like, hey, Nick, I really like talking to you. You're a really nice guy, man. You really inspire me. And I was like, Tim, this guy Kevin's awesome. I think I like him more than you. And Tim said, just wait. <laughs> just wait. And Tim, hashtag, Tim was right. Yeah. <laughs> because now, there isn't a day that goes by that Kevin doesn't intentionally try to annoy me. Now it's just intentional. Um, and he succeeds and that hurts even more. That pisses me off even more. It's that I tried to let him try not to let him get to me, but he gets through. He's like Vicky Vale, just working his way into the back. Cave. You got in, you got, got in. in, you got it. Kevin, um, which is, you know, interesting. He's wearing a Batman t-shirt today. And I drew a picture of him as Batman on one of the postcards we sent out. But he was like naked, cards. right? Wasn't it? No, he had underwear on. He was okay. just kind of like, he was just like this. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm from no. Peru. <laughs> No, Kevin's a good, Kevin's another good example, but I mean he's because he's a current example. I feel in like in our timeline, right? Where it's like when we all meet each other for the first time, yeah, we have no idea this is going to happen. Oh yeah, I had no but idea if, you were going to. But be the amount life. of people who've tweeted me about like they're catching up on all the Game Over Greggy shows, and it's like episode twenty five or twenty two, you tell a Kevin story, and I'm like, I gotta meet this Kevin one day. And then I remember the day where you're finally like, Hey, can he come up? And I'm like, We're like trying to do orientation. I'm like, I guess. Like, it's weird to have just a guy here just doing. He came up and he was all quiet, and I was like. All right, weirdo. I don't know what's happening. And then he, now he's here, here he all the time. He used to be so quiet. Remember how quiet it used to be? Just think back hard for me. Spend some time today thinking about how quiet it used to be and then maybe get back to that spot. Kevin and I, um, I have a great fondness for Kevin. What I find what I find with Kevin is that, uh, what I find this with a lot of people in my life, actually, is that like the people I have, I don't want to say the most strife with, because I don't think that's true, but like a certain tension with are usually the people I love the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that's, and that's the way with, you know, like, and I'm, I don't mean that necessarily relationships. I don't mean that with all my friendships either or my family, but like, there's a, I, there are certain in my life where I'm like, the tension is because I like you. doesn't mean I want to fuck you. Just right. means I like you. Well, you know, I kind of want to fuck Kevin's Kevin. case. I, I, I would that. fuck Kevin. Sure. But, uh, so I, I want to give a shout out to Kevin. There are two things that I'm thinking of here. Yeah. I think I would have both are kind of related to this. One is, um, fans. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I always found it, you know, I really, um, didn't expect to ever be in this position. I was in the industry for a long time. I was writing at a major website. Um, I ascended at that website to a high position and, and was in charge of things and, and, and really developed a fan base, I guess through podcast beyond and IGN PlayStation, but also because I'm super curt. Um, you know, the things that people hate about me are also the things people love about me. And mm-hmm. I've cultivated this really pretty large group of people that really love me and i i never really i am so appreciative of that and i never really thought that that would happen and i'm 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 always going to be uncomfortable with it the bigger maybe then quotes the bigger we get and the more famous we get or whatever it is and i i use those terms lightly because i mean we're a small youtube outfit or whatever but like where people know you like I, i've been you know with um 
um, out with Erin multiple times. I mean, Erin and I have been dating for a while now, but I've been out with her. I don't know, like on five, six, seven occasions, just randomly where people know who I am. Like I'm sitting in a restaurant or I'm in a different city with her or like something like that. And, and they, they shake my hand and want pictures and stuff like that and thank me. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I really appreciate that. We, we've we've done something. I've really touched people. Um, and even though I, I really don't crave fame and would rather recede into the background and let other people take the fame and be in the background and write or um, I want to be well, I want to be well. I don't mind being uh, well known, but I want to be well known for something fucking like I want like a a, a major novel one day or something like that. I want to be known. I want to mm-hmm. be like a JJ Abrams almost where it's like, you're known for being like the, not the force on the screen, but the force behind the screen. I don't use that in mm-hmm. a double entendre with star Wars, but that's, you that's could exactly use that in a double though. entendre. Um, so like, I really do. I'm very appreciative of that, that we've developed that. I mean, when really push comes to shove, millions of people have listened to what we've said. And, um, and there, I would say probably tens of thousands about a hundred thousand or more people out there in the world that really consider themselves fans of ours and fans of mine maybe and i think that that's pretty cool um so i never expected to have that no matter like i joined the industry when i was 18 officially and i've been i was writing since i was 13 in the gaming industry so i've been doing this for a long time but i never and i always wanted to be well known in my mind as a writer but never did i think that it would get to this point where you know we do kind of funny live too and i walk out and it's like a fucking critical claim or whatever like i actually do something that matters so i really appreciate um, everyone for that. The other thing I want to say that I'm thankful for that I never thought I'd have is Greg. And what mm. I mean by that is we often see, and I think Greg sees them too, but we kind of, I don't know if we ignore them. We just get a lot of comments. Someone that you have such rapport with that you couldn't almost ever imagine not having something in your life that you do with them, mm-hmm. which is why I think PS I love you bring PS I love you back actually kind of filled something that was missing, at least for me in our lives where it could just be something that, she, that he and I do together. Um, when you really think about it, and I've said this in the past, I I can think of maybe a couple of examples that rival the sheer hours that Greg and I have put into everything we've done together in the gaming industry. I don't know if there's anyone else with the exception of maybe a couple people like Gersman and, you know, his partners, whatever, where it's like that you've done literally five, six, seven hundred podcasts with 300 or 400 morning shows sat next to the person for years, worked on the same channel, just have like an unspoken code between each other where we're mad at each other or happy with each other. We're good. We're in good shape or bad shape or whatever it is like that always kind of exists. And um, I always kind of like the messages we get where people tweet out like, look at this because look at their rapport. That just happened with yeah. the last piece I love you with the mounds. Bit, yeah. Where we broke into the mound song in like two seconds. And I think that that's something you don't, that's not something you build up to or even strive for something that just happens. And I respect that that has happened to me. I never expected to have that. I have great friends and and Greg's certainly one of them. And I think that the thing is that Greg and I can go our separate ways one day and like not speak to each other for 10 years and get back together to do a reunion episode of PSI exactly. Love and War 50 and it's going to be exactly the same. It, like it, it really won't change. And like that's one of the cool things I know. That's why we, we always talk the story about Colin and Greg Live, which wasn't planned at all because we didn't have to. We never planned beyond. We don't plan PSI Love You. Yeah. Like it's it just happens. And it's and I think that that's some of the strongest content we do. And I like and I so I think that there's something really kind of special about that partnership. No, for sure. Like the thought you like, it's similar to the Kevin thing where they're, you know, our first meeting or whatever is so crystal clear in my head of the Edna Zichabon karaoke. Everybody thought you were going to suck. And then like being so drunk with you and Hillary at Den- Denny's in that parking lot and being like, everybody said you were going to be terrible, but you're awesome. And you'd be like, no, but to their credit, I was a douchebag when I came here to be an intern. But it's the same thing in that vein of. I remember, you know, graduating University of Missouri, leaving the Antler House and saying goodbye to all my roommates and walking out the door and crying and being like, man. And I was crying because it was the closing of that chapter. And I remember the distinct thought 
of I will never have this experience again. I will never live in a house with my best friends again. Because <laughs> 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 that, that shows you how different the world of Missouri was, where it's like, cool, now I'm getting my own place, and man, I should buy a house. Oh, what? My dream job's calling? I'll move to San Francisco. Right. Oh, wait, you're going to live with people forever here, and it's going to be like college all over again. So when we finally unified into one house with Colin, where it was like, we work together all day long, we come home and live together. Weekends, we wash each other's backs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's something special about it. Like, I get tired of people and things really quickly, um, unless they're really important to me or I like to really do them. Um, so, like, you know, like I really like to write, so I'll never get tired of that. I really like to play video games or something like that. But if I'm around a person enough, I'm like, all right, enough. Like, I kind of need space. I want to be alone. And if you, if I don't need space from you, and there are certain people in my life I'd never need space from, really, then that says something about that person. It's like Ramon. That's like Aaron. That's like, you know, and that's like Greg. And the thing, the, the testament to this is that, like, I've never really ever even remotely felt the need i'm like i gotta get the fuck out of here because i need to get away from greg you know like i need to not live here anymore because i need to get away from greg i need to not do the show anymore because i gotta need to get away from greg I, it's fine like even when greg and i have disagreements and i think that our we've talked about it, i think our friendship is kind of mm, it's a little cooler and like it's a, it's, it's been put on the back burner right where, right now we are focused on being business partners I right think, more than we are focused on being friends because we do stuff here where we're working all day together and tempers do flare or whatever, or we have a di- not a disagreement even, but we don't agree about something. It's like, cool, let's ch- at the end of the night, it's not like, let's go out to dinner because we're never going to talk about the same things we were talking about today. And we don't, I don't want to run it into the ground the same way when I, you know, Christine and I broke up the first time when we, I, we were both working at IGN. That was the problem, right? Is that all day at IGN, we'd be IMing about problems with IGN and then we'd walk home and talk about IGN and then we'd eat dinner and talk about IGN. And it was like, eventually, like, we're, this is too much. So we do need those times and the right yeah. now we're trying to find that balance. Yeah. So I've always really appreciated that. None, nonetheless, like we could get together, do Colin and Greg live. It's great. We do PS. I love you. It's great. Um, so I never expected that I would have that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know that I would enjoy doing this at all without you. And I don't think that I would do it actually without you at all. Well, Yeah. You, I mean, like I was our, our relationship and our friendship and everything else. Professional relationship is tied together in the way of like, you wanted to get off of guides and you came to the PlayStation team. I was part of that decision, helping you and being a bounce guides. board or whatever. Yep. Thank guides. you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I heard guys I too. Guys. But it's okay. And you, uh, you were part of guys. You wanted to get off of guys. I wanted to get, to get off of guys. Of guys. I, was, I was reluctant to get off of guys. I mean, a lot of, a lot, in a lot of sense, I do this because I, th- I do this because I think it's fun. Yeah. I do this because, I, you know, it's kind of funny because I think it's rewarding and, and we enjoy doing it. But I, a lot of what, there's definitely part of the equation. The pie chart is definitely, I do it for Greg, you know, and like, and, and, it's like how Homer did it all for Maggie. Remember that Simpsons reference? There you go. Well, because I don't think that I don't think that there would be something missing if it wasn't both of us. Sure. Know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, no, like, I mean, there'd be, I mean, kind of funny in general, right? Is one of the things Wait, you know, can't, I, you never thought I never ever was at IGN and, uh, until like the fi- like we were well into doing Game Over Greggy everything. And it was like, I never thought about it. I'm going to break off one day and start my own company. I want to be a CEO one day. I want to have our own logo and this, that, and the and that was never a part of it. And that's what we always talk about, right? If it was just Con and I who broke away to do this, Jesus Christ, <laughs> just all it would be would be us talking. We'd have no graphics. We wouldn't know anything. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm not saying that with any disrespect to the, uh, obviously the country. Oh, no, 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 no. That's I, not what yeah. I mean at all. What I'm saying is that like that's definitely the uh, the oh, that's one of the linchpins for me is like this I like. I'm we're older we can we have options we can do anything we want really if we wanted to if you want to put your mind to I can go back to school I can go write I can go do anything but I'm like I like to do this because I enjoy everyone yeah and I enjoy what we do but like I'm not ready to walk away from Greg either you know like where like where it's like I'm not like that partnership means something I mean, we've done Brian Adams in my head right now I don't know why which one like the, <laughs> yeah like the, it's just like I'm proud of the prolific nature of of like whether or not people like it or hate, hate it and I feel bad for Greg sometimes because I think that Greg would even be 
or like the shows that we do would even be bigger if it wasn't for me because like I'm so polarizing but Greg's never asked me to be anything but what I am and um, the only reason we have any fame is kind of funny is because we're authentic so I know yeah I think that's true too but like I, I often you know I appreciate that no one's ever tried to like Greg, Greg especially never told me to like not say something to like not to not you know everyone's like you know some people suggest sometimes that like oh like Greg must get mad at Colin or whatever and I'm like I don't as far as I know I don't think so I say whatever I want Greg never told me not to so I just appreciate that 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 as well but I also think there's some prolific nature like some sort of like book of records kind of thing where it's like we can do we can literally do this for a few more years and be totally uncontested in terms of like sheer output of a partnership in the gaming industry game duos you know like period yeah. and, and that's something that I think is like really quite extraordinary and I, it's not something I, t- I stop and think about very often sure and uh and I'm, th- and, I'm, and I'm thankful for it you know like I'm thankful I'm thankful for our whole collection of five people and hopefully we grow into more in the future um but it would not I would not be here without Greg and I would not have been on Beyond and I would not have been on IGN PlayStation and all those kinds of things. So Greg really joins that pantheon in a way of the people that have helped me along the way. And so um, as thankful as I am as Mark Ryan, Sally and Chris Carl and Per Schneider and all the people that gave me opportunities, certainly you'd have to throw Greg into that mix as well. And probably really the most important and relevant in terms of what we do today. So that's mine. My two, I guess I should say. I liked them. Because it was about me. See, that's good. Thank you. This topic was brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get 48 items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash Greggy and enter the code Greggy to save $3 on any new subscription. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription box service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways things can go wrong with dystopia. Featuring classics RoboCop, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and The Matrix, and new favorites like Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4, we've got a figure, cool collectibles, and of course, our dystoporific monthly tea. Don't push him toward me. Remember, hmm. you only have until the 19th at 9pm Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, <coughs> and when the cutoff happens, Jack, that's it, Nick. It's over. <laughs> so go to lootcrate.com slash greggy and enter the code greggy to save $3 on your new subscription today ladies and gentlemen this has been the game over greggy show thank you so much for joining us if you didn't know each and every week four sometimes five best friends gather on this table each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement if you like that head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can toss us a few bucks get every episode early get exclusive episodes and get a whole bunch of cool perks if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Head to YouTube.com slash kind of funny where you get the show topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing posts is one big MP3 and video. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. What's happening on the internet? We grab their phones right away. There's some stuff happening. Is it is it involved it's not Obama? at all? No. Obama. Lockmore, I'm trying to send Tim this picture of Kevin that I took. Man, he is certainly lounging. You see what I'm saying? It's like I can't tell which one of them is working less Portillo or Kevin you should have seen him during Colin and Greg live today he put his feet, put his feet on, the on the table <laughs> it was out of the view he had Lola in your lap and I'm like next door is our tips and you're just sitting there like just staring it up in the space you gotta give him like a recliner no you work out of and just fall asleep the worst but you're also the best trust you with everything trust you with nothing until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you